It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is The World in 10 from The Times of London on Monday, the 24th of October. I'm Sona Patel. And I'm Steve Forbes. Ukraine dismisses Russia's dirty bomb claims. Everyone understands everything well, understands who is the source of everything dirty that can be imagined in this war. And Boris Johnson exits the race to become the UK's Prime Minister again. He says that while he is uniquely placed to avert a general election, he has decided that now is not the time for him to stand because he cannot deliver if he does not have a united party in Parliament. To Russia, where state TV audiences have been hearing claims Ukraine is preparing to detonate a so-called dirty bomb on its own territory and then blame the Russians. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says that's nonsense. When today the Russian Minister of Defence organises a phone carousel and calls foreign ministers with stories about the so-called dirty nuclear bomb, everyone understands everything well, understands who is the source of everything dirty that can be imagined in this war. A dirty bomb is a conventional device laced with nuclear material. Ukraine doesn't have nuclear weapons. Russia does and has previously threatened to use them. The clear-up after a Russian missile strike wiped out the top floor of an apartment block in Mykolaiv, sending shrapnel and debris flying, smashing windows, cracking walls and leaving cars crushed under the rubble. Ukraine's advances in recent weeks have been met with intensifying Russian missile and drone attacks. Now Russia says the war is heading toward uncontrolled escalation. Hannah Hopko is the former head of Ukraine's Foreign Affairs Committee. She says this wild claim proves Moscow is getting desperate. Russia will create many ways how to destabilize Ukraine, how to blackmail the whole West. Russia understands only power of strength. And in a flurry of calls to his counterparts in the UK, US and France, Russian Defence Minister Sergei Shoigu warned them of the Ukrainian plot. They've since released a joint statement saying the world would see through the allegations. The Russians are now evacuating people out of places like Kherson, which it controls ahead of an expected battle there. Kherson is a gateway to Crimea, which Russia annexed in 2014. 
The UK could have a new prime minister as early as today. It's as ex-PM Boris Johnson pulled out of the race to become the next leader of the Conservative Party, leaving former Chancellor Rishi Sunak as the favourite to succeed previous leadership rival Liz Truss. Leader of the House of Commons, Petty Morden, is Rishi Sunak's closest rival. Times Radio's political correspondent Charlotte Ivers says the focus will now turn to who will get support from those MPs who were backing Johnson. My sense of it is that a fair few of them will split for Rishi Sunak. We've already seen Nadeem Zahawi, one of Boris Johnson's most high-profile backers, going straight for Sunak. couple have gone for Mordaunt already. Michael Fabricant, for example, has already been out of the blocks. Penny Mordaunt's on around 30, just fewer than 30 MPs backing her. So she would really have to clean up on Boris Johnson's nominations in order to make it through. Upon announcing he would no longer be running for Conservative leadership, in a statement, Boris Johnson said he had been overwhelmed by the number of people who suggested he should stand. But in the last few days, he sadly came to the conclusion that this would simply not be the right thing to do. Charlotte Ivers has been analysing that statement for Times Radio. He says that while he is uniquely placed to avert a general election, he has decided that now is not the time for him to stand because he cannot deliver if he does not have a united party in Parliament. Now, that essentially means that Rishi Sunak was massively outrunning him in terms of the number of MP endorsements. He leaves us at the end of that statement with a slight hint that things might not all be over. He says now is simply not the right time. MPs wishing to enter the leadership race will need at least 100 votes from fellow Conservatives. And if only a single MP receives 100 votes, they would become the uncontested leader of the party and the new Prime Minister. More than 150 MPs have already thrown their support behind Rishi Sunak, while Penny Morden will be hoping to pick up many of those who had been behind Boris Johnson initially to see her over the threshold. Each candidate has until 2pm on Monday to reach the required number of votes. You're listening to The World at 10 from The Times of London. Analysis and insights into global events, all in just 10 minutes. On the way, another classic piece of art is vandalised by climate activists and why sheep are replacing cars in Madrid. To Pakistan, where Imran Khan is appearing in court in Islamabad, appealing against what he calls a politically motivated decision to ban him from office for five years. There were protests after a tribunal found the former Pakistani Prime Minister guilty of unlawfully selling gifts from foreign dignitaries and heads of state and barred him from holding public office. Speaking to his supporters, Imran Khan told them the truth will out and to make preparations for a long march at the end of this month, telling them it'll be the biggest protest in the history of this country. The ruling adds to the political and economic uncertainty plaguing Pakistan since earlier this year when Imran Khan was ousted from power and his supporters took to the streets. A little over a week after an $80 million painting by Van Gogh had a tin of soup thrown over it in London, one of Monet's paintings has been defaced by climate activists in Germany. The pair from the group Last Generation threw mashed potato over Monet's Le Mule at the Barberini Museum in Potsdam. Hello. 
Woraus sie kommen? Menschen hungern. Menschen frieren. Menschen sterben. The activists glued themselves to the wall as part of their demonstration while exclaiming, does it take mashed potato on a painting to make you listen? After vandalizing the artwork, valued at $110 million, they also told onlookers this painting is not going to be worth anything if we have to fight over food. The museum's director said he was shocked by the stunt, but that the painting was enclosed in glass, so no actual damage was caused. It's expected to go back on display on Wednesday. With a roundup of another victorious day for Red Bull in Formula One's United States Grand Prix, here's John Jackson. Red Bull have clinched the Formula One Constructors Championship title a day after the death of their billionaire owner Dietrich Mateschitz. Max Verstappen fought back from a calamitous pit stop to win the US Grand Prix in Austin on Sunday, with Mercedes driver Lewis Hamilton second and Charles Leclerc of Ferrari third. The title was Red Bull's first since 2013, when they completed a fourth successive title double with Germany's Sebastian Vettel at the end of the sport's V8 era. Verstappen's win was his 13th of the season, equaling the Formula One record held jointly with Ferrari great Michael Schumacher and Vettel, and also the 33rd of his career and second in a row in Texas. There are three race weekends left in the season, and the next takes place this coming weekend in Mexico. Staying in the United States and disgraced film producer Harvey Weinstein is back in court facing 11 charges of rape and sexual assault. They relate to five women in the Beverly Hills and Los Angeles areas between 2004 and 2013. The 70-year-old is serving 23 years for sex crimes after being convicted two years ago. Actress Jennifer Siebel Newsom is one of the five women giving evidence against Weinstein. Her lawyer says she was sexually assaulted by Weinstein at a purported business meeting that turned out to be a trap. Four other women will remain anonymous, giving evidence as Jane Doe. And finally, in the Spanish capital of Madrid on Sunday, cars were replaced with sheep. (coughs) The centuries-old tradition, which became an annual event in Madrid in 1994, sees sheep herders use the ancient routes to take their livestock from northern Spain to southerly pastures for winter grazing. Locals and tourists lined the streets to watch as thousands of sheep were guided through the city. U.S. teacher Maria Coriolis was one of them. I thought it was such a wonderful experience. I thought it was crazy that there were so many sheep. I've never seen anything like it, and I thought it was a great way to learn about um, Spanish history and Spanish culture as well. You've been listening to The World in 10 from the Times of London for Monday the 24th of October. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.